Hello, podcaster, and thank you very much for downloading the podcast edition of this radio show. Yes. Um, here's a test. Here's a test. OK. So, our producer, Adem... And firstly, you might think that Bush and I are both a couple of uncaring Herberts, mm -hmm. right? He was blatantly not well before the show today. Taken ill. Taken ill. And we said, go, go and sort yourself out of the hospital. Yeah. And we sent him away. He wanted to stay... We sent him away. Well, that's, we got, that's how big-hearted we are, isn't it? Here's the test, all right? Does he listen to the podcast, despite the fact that we're that he's not been here for the show today? Oh, that's a good point, because really, you know, obviously he's the, the main producer of this show, so exactly, yeah. it's, it's on his shoulders to look at the details. So, obviously, this podcast is for you, dear listener. However, if you don't mind, we'd like to just make a very specific... Message to Adem here right now. Like a little test, like a little Easter egg for Adem to discover. And the egg is, Adem, if you've listened to this, well done, you've passed your probation. OK. We don't want, do we want him to have, a, like, a someone he's got to report back to us? Yes, I think he's got to say uh, a what's key phrase. Yeah, what's the phrase? Moldives. Moldives. The Moldives. It all will become clear as you hear the show, but the, the key phrase that we want Adem to say back to us, or maybe tweet, if you follow him on Twitter, at Adem Waterman. Not really worth it. He doesn't really post very much interesting <laughs> Not stuff. Not much. Uh, Moldives. Now, here's the show. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Look, it might not be something that you might naturally think listening to this show every day, but I am actually quite an optimistic person. I'm always looking for the signs that it's going to be a good day. And I had a cracker this morning. Right. OK, well, lunchtime. I, I came in quite early today, got here around about lunchtime, and I start my kind of working day, little routine, going to a salad bar, trying to be healthy at the moment, and uh, getting a chicken Caesar. How, you do, you do, how much have you lost? Wise? About a stone and a half. But that's, that's good. That's not what this is about. No, but that's good. But there's five people serving behind the counter, right? And I kind of know their strengths and weaknesses every day. Right. And you get to know these people if you go in the same place. There's loads of us queuing up waiting for our salads to be prepared. Uh -huh. So the chances of the perfect union happening are very slim. But there's one lady who is so generous with her scoopage for a chicken Caesar salad. It's crazy. Yeah. And today was the day. And I knew when I got her, that it was going to be a good day. Do you have signs where you know that something's happened and that is meaning you're going to have a great day? So the reason you, 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 you're hot on this woman, I use that in the loosest sense of the words. It's because she's got a good scoop for her chicken. She's got a good scoop. Is it a scoop in action? She just gives you a good set of uh, amount in the salad bowl. She does two scoops and then hovers... And goes in for a third. Do you have a situation in there where, you know, like sometimes you might have a favourite barber because the others give you a terrible haircut? Yeah. You might have to loiter around a little bit. Or do you ever ask? Can you ask for her? I don't think you can ask because there's so many people waiting for their salads. I'll wait for Janine. Yeah. It's <laughs> Janine free. Don't even know her name. So, you don't? Oh, we have to find out. She's just scoop lady. That's, that works for me. Yeah. So you think this is like definite green light that everything's going to be just brilliant today? Well, definitely, because since then, I've been waiting for my glasses. I've got a call. They're ready this evening. Fair enough. What are the chances of that? Yeah. Um, 
and also uh, Arsenal playing tonight. It's a sign that we're going to go and thump Olympiacos in Athens. I wouldn't get ahead of yourself on this. <laughs> I wouldn't get ahead of yourself. No, it's a good point though. Like for me, um, you get the, you look for those little signs during the day. It's almost superstition, but not. Like for example, if there's always a, a tube train waiting at each of the platforms that I get to on the three changes I that make, that would be one. I think you know what? it's going to be all right today. I reckon. Yeah, it'd be like having the run of green lights if you're in a car. Exactly. I knew there was something else. I was waiting to pick up a pair of shoes. Yeah. I've been looking for them. They were in store. I got them today. It really is turning it's to a brilliant day. It's all because of chicken scoop lady. So, <laughs> <laughs> is there something that happens to you that you know when it happens, this is going to be a good day? Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Clark says, if the kids don't weigh me up with crying, I know it's going to be a great day. Uh, Greg in Derbyshire says, waking up to see Spurs lost last night, you know it's going to be a good day. Come, Come on, on, Greg. Let's not start any of that. Let's leave be the, friends. Leave the colours at the door today. Yeah, right? let's do that, please. Uh, but look, hey, I got the lady who gives the generous scoops of chicken in the salad bar today. What I are you knew- calling her again? Scoop lady. Scoop lady. I knew it was going to be a good day and it has been from that moment on. You were saying earlier on that uh, also Arsenal are playing this evening, so that you think we're going. What you've seen today means that Arsenal are going to beat them this evening. Exactly, yes. And there was the uh, the guy earlier who said about waking up, discovering that Spurs lost last night means it's going to be a good day. Uh, the Spurs fan here called. Uh, it doesn't leave his name. Actually, says waking up and realizing Arsenal are playing on a Thursday night because they're in the Europa League. Okay. Ha ha ha. All right. Okay. Let's not get into a little war at this point in the show. It's well, early doors. We don't need that. We don't need that today. Need uh, right, Melissa, tell us what's. Uh, What's the sign for you? You're having a good day. If I'm able to do a poo before I leave the house for work. Oh, my word, <laughs> Melissa. Please, tell us what your line of work is. What do you do as a job? I work in an office. OK, going to leave it at that. Management. Office management, yeah. OK, quite high up. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm immediately transported back to a seminal movie, uh, American Pie, and, uh, and the character that couldn't go at school. Is that what it is? Is, is that what it is for you, Melissa? That you, you get a bit of stage fright when you, you're at work and you can't go for a proper sit-down toilet there? Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> OK, and why, why is it worse if you can't... Like, you don't manage to do that in the morning and then you go into work. What, what kind of day is it for you? Um... Painful. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Right, Melissa, on behalf of Bush and myself, thank you so much for giving us such a highbrow start to the show. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks very much. Oh, sorry, Melissa, we, it is uh, remiss of us not to ask you how your day's going <laughs> so far. <laughs> Good day. I've had the day off today. It's been amazing. Yay! <laughs> Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Very exciting times, folks. The Hometime Pub Grub Showdown. Uh, it is, this is the thing everyone's talking about, not the Wilder Fury fight. It's the uh, pu- uh, Hometime Pub Grub Showdown on Sunday at uh, the Vintry in central London. Thank you to Fullers for loaning us such an amazing pub. My pub menu versus Richie's pub menu. 50 amazing Hometime listeners who bought yeah. tickets. All the proceeds go into a brilliant cause as well. Uh, and in terms of timing, if we can get a whole countdown vibe going on, how long is it in terms of minutes and hours until... Roughly uh, two days, 23 hours, 58 minutes. South the top of your head, 22 is it? seconds. Right. Got a website open there, isn't no. it? 
You sure? No tab, no. That's just off the top of your head. Literally. Uh, during the course of the fortnight and the run-up to this, we've been uh, having a little look at the different... Ten seconds now. Right, you need to stop that Sorry. one and tear that computer off of you. Uh, we've been having a little look at each of our different meals and getting the, the stories and the history behind them. Here's a little insight of our my friend Richie Firth over there into his starter, the history of halloumi fries. This is a dish that is probably the oldest of all that are on this weekend's menu, with records of halloumi going back to 395 AD. Italian visitors to Cyprus in the 16th century were wowed by its salty taste and squeaky sound, and they raved about it on their return. They discovered that it had a higher melting point than any other cheese, and so as a result was the only one that could be cut into the shape of a slim chip and retain its shape while frying. Meanwhile, other countries had been trying to create cheesy fried chips, but with less success. The French tried with their brie, but it turned all runny the moment it was cut. The British tried with their cheddar, but strong as it was, it was also too flaky. The 1950s and 60s saw the space race, but this was the halloumi fries race. Who was going to take them to world domination? The answer? An unlikely combination. The South Africans and the Portuguese in joint enterprise. When Bob Nando went on holiday to Cyprus in 1986, he couldn't believe the taste sensation. He'd already got an idea for a new restaurant chain, but knew he was short of starters. This was the missing piece of the jigsaw. When he opened the first Nando's in Johannesburg in 1987, halloumi fries were a starter, and that's where they've stayed since. With now a 1,000 outlets in 35 different countries, who doesn't know about halloumi fries? In fact, the only country other than the UK to have such a high demand for halloumi is Cyprus, its founding father. With that ramekin of barbecue sauce to provocatively dip into, halloumi fries are Richie Firth's starter at the Hometime Pub Grub Showdown. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not Hometime anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. We were talking about uh, signs that you know you're going to have a good day and we spoke to a lady called Melissa. I don't think I'll ever forget Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this text has just dropped in. Thanks, guys. Melissa was my wife. Oh. We're hoping still is. <laughs> but that's what it <laughs> that says. Sounds a bit final, doesn't it? I kept telling her what a great show you do, so we stuck you on in the car. When you put out that question, she came out with that, what she said. You'll yep. have to catch the podcast. You have what it to was. catch the podcast. Uh, I said, get in touch with them. They're bound to like that as they're like a couple of little schoolboys. And the of poo, I'm sure they'll go for it. And you didn't let me down. You made her day. I love it. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Talking about stuff like dreams. We've had a tweet into the show from listener Gary, and he's had a weird dream. He says, guys, as a train driver, I sometimes have train driver dreams. Last night, I dreamt that no matter what I did, I couldn't stop my train. I was wondering, do certain professions have their own specific dreams? All the best, Gary. I love this. Interesting, isn't it? I don't want to be stereotypical here. I have to tread very carefully. But um, it does fill me with dread if in the morning 
Natalie was saying, oh, I had a strange dream last night. I'm thinking, oh, no. What, in terms of what foreboding I, about... No, 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 well, what tale have I got to sit through now and pretend to be interested? Do you, do you not buy the thing that a dream in any way could be, like, a <laughs> foretelling of what's about to happen? <laughs> You're not having any of that. <laughs> but I love this concept, because I do do get this, I do get this, of having, like, actual recurring nightmares that are related to your trade. Well, yeah, for me, I don't know about you, I always have a thing that I can't... I, I open my mouth to speak. Some people might be listening saying, wish it had happened more often, and I can't say anything. Like, the words are gone. It doesn't come out. Like, I, I go to move my lips to say words, like stuff like home time and no repeat guarantee, and nothing comes out. Wow. It's just emptiness, silence. That's my broadcasting nightmare recurring. Mine is... Uh, might, it might have happened already, once again. It's just a, a complete and utter... Loss of any popularity. <laughs> Again, both these things. <laughs> yeah, I know. Discussing quite close, really. You know what, what other, one other dream I've had, <laughs> workplace dream, and this is this is specifically tailored to if you're doing a show at the weekend. I know you've done like rock and roll football. I do the indie disco uh, at the weekends on Saturday. Is going to make a coffee or going to the loo and then not being able to get back into the studio because the door's locked. Absolutely, or the lift breaks down and no-one can hear you. And so it's like that movie Alien, you're just, like, hammering against the door, but no-one can hear you scream. Yes. Do you know what I mean? That is a trade-related dream. It's a trade-related dream. Yeah. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Dan has texted to say, guys, I play a lot of cricket, and sometimes I have dreams that when I wake up, falls, and I'm in next. I was assuming a wicket falls. Bit of auto-correct going on there. Yep. Uh, I'm up next to bat, and I can't get my pads and my clothes on in time, and I get timed out. That's pretty scary. That is a very niche cricket dream. Well, you remember, obviously, I'm an, I'm an Everton fan. Yeah. There was a game a couple of weeks ago where one of our players was coming on as a sub, Sadibi, and he ha- he'd got the wrong socks on. <laughs> and and you saw him run back down to the changing room and do that thing. You know if you've ever overslept for work where you've got, like, one trouser leg on going, <laughs> oh, my God, what do I get first? He was panicking. He was having that kind of dream. <laughs> Nightmare. One here says, I was an actor for five years. I still have a recurring dream that I'm on stage and I've forgotten all of my lines and I don't even know which play I'm in. It's incredibly scary but the thing is I've now been a teacher for 20 years after that and I still get the acting dream. What is all that about, says Dan? Keeps you on your toes. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, Sam in Ramsgate doesn't give too many details, but he says, I do play a lot of golf through my work. I have a reoccurring dream that I can't tee up the golf ball. Plays havoc with my anxiety. Is that putting it on the little stick thing? That, which is called the tee, yes. In, in layman's terms. <laughs> that, that would be embarrassing, I guess, in front of other people if they're waiting to... Yes, it would be, yeah. You'd uh, hold up the... The play. I don't know any of the words for golf. It's so it seems. What, it do you, seems. what do you hit it with? Go with that. Club. Yes, well done. Producer Nick just shaking his head at me like I, <laughs> I disgust him. There. I was wanting to. Burton Albion Football Club's uh, actual official photographers tweeted us. His name's Rich. He says, specifically on match day, taking the picture of the match officials and team captains in the centre of the pitch at one minute before kickoff, I have a regular dream about not having enough room on my memory card <laughs> with the camera and none of the pictures get saved. That sounds like a nightmare. Uh, we've got Danny on the line. Danny, what do you do? I'm a backline tech for Bums. Right. I have a recurring dream that I uh, the band's about to go on stage and everything's ready, house lights go down, then I turn around 
and none of the equipment set up. Everything's still in its flight case. It's just in the middle of the stage. <laughs> so you're the person who makes sure all the guitars are tuned and the drums are there and everything like that. And your dream is that you've forgotten to do all of it. Yeah, basically, I've just everything that I'm paid to do, I haven't done. <laughs> Danny, is this dream based in any way loosely on an experience of that nearly happening? Uh, not so far. Touch wood. Touchwood, he's been alright so far. And in terms of like the, the normal lineup of a band, is there someone that's more demanding than the others? Like the lead singer, lead guitarist, drummer? Who's the worst? Guitar players are usually a They're little bit bad. more particular. And one final question, just along the line of a roadie, because I love if you used to go to gigs really early when I was a teenager, like get there hours before and hear the soundtrack. What is your mic check technique? Are you two one two, one two? What do you do? All I do is one, two, one, two until everybody in the room is absolutely sick of hearing it. Fantastic. <laughs> Love it. Nothing else, I stick with it. One, two. Give it a bit now, we could put a bit of echo on it. Go for it. Take it away. One, 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 two, one, 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 two. Yeah, I'd be sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Millie says, guys, I'm a violinist and I have a really common dream about getting to the gig and the violin isn't in the case and I can't find it anywhere. Then worse still, I haven't got any gig clothes and I have to play in my pants. Okay. Es- escalated quickly, didn't it, it Millie's really dream? It really did. I could understand the bit about the missing vi- uh, violin. But the, the rest of it is, is curious, Millie, you viol- have to admit. Violin in your pants. Hmm. Uh, Monica, tell us what you do. I am a podiatrist. So I work in um, sort of the high-risk foot, so for people with uh, vascular disease and, and diabetes. Mm-hmm. So I deal with a lot of foot ulcerations, so um, just great big foot wounds. So um, we have to sort of try and heal these ulcers. So they can be um, sometimes quite gruesome. So, so if I've had a particularly heavy day, I dream that um, I might be bouncing on a great big ulceration like a big like a bouncy castle. Oh, my God. Very odd. <laughs> so, and it's all a bit wet. And it, not, it, not ideal. No. So, so I mean, just to confirm, so your dream is that you are actually bouncing around on a giant bouncy castle foot ulcer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Joe, sure, we, we, we've had we've had some strange folk on this show. That, <laughs> that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> well, I think we're we're an unusual lot of podiatrists. I thought you were about to say home time listeners. <laughs> yeah, it's true as well. Hey, does it does it ever pop when you're bouncing up and down on it? The big ulcer, foot ulcer thing. I know it sort of squelches a little bit. It's All right, right. You know, okay. Look, this is too much. People are eating dinner now, now Monica. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, I've started a side project. You remember like when Bernie Sumner from New Order was in electronic for a bit? <laughs> like that. Uh, I'm, I've started a quilting podcast with uh, national TV treasure Mel Gedroich. Yes. Uh, and the first episode is out today. If you if you fancy something a bit different on the you know, way home later on tonight, Mel Gedroich's quilting is called. Sounds a bit unusual, but I've surprised myself by finding sewing incredibly therapeutic. It, it, it's it's really surprised me. I'm the last person <laughs> you really you would are. expect. Because when I was at school, I used to hate home economics. I was yeah. terrified of it. And I would always mess it up and get told off by the teachers and stuff like that as well. But since we've been starting doing this little project, meeting up once a week and trying to, we're trying to put together a quilt of little yeah. patches of fabric uh, that have been donated by like, you know, the great and good and, and, and people listening to the podcast as well. So we've got, um, we've got a, a shirt donated by David Hasselhoff. Oh, right, yeah. Each thing tells a bit of a story. I've put in one of my Everton training shirts. 
mention there for a bit of bit of uh, background as well. Uh, but since I've been doing it, it's actually made me quite calm. And as you well know, Richie, sometimes me on the show is a bit like... Oh, do you know what? Like a Labrador <laughs> running around, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's an element of mindfulness to it. And I was just thinking this week, with the weather being so terrible, um, I think it's quite good to do a bit of craft if, on a rainy day like this when you've got kids off on half term. Big time. Do you know what I mean? And as I left the house earlier on today to come into work, uh, our eldest daughter, Erin, was, was ironing hammer beads. Have you ever heard of them? I haven't done that for a long while. It's a proper bit of craft. So I thought... On this Thursday night, in honour of the launch of this podcast today, we could have the Hometime Crafting Club. So if you've got any crafting going on, uh, and that would be, could be sewing, could be getting into a bit of knitting, a bit of whittling. Yeah. Maybe you make an entire ship out of matchsticks. Here's the thing, would you... Would you include this in your crafting? I'm not sure whether it is. You need to clarify for me. Natalie used to do these giant dot-to-dots. But then when I say giant, like... Giant, not like kids' thing of like doing ninety dots and you've drawn a house, <laughs> like a mass, just a massive, like massive, dot massive dot. like maybe a thousand dots, and you'd end up with Elvis Presley or yeah, An- well, Andy Warhol or something. Tell you a big thing at the moment is mindfulness coloring in. Yeah, you, like fair enough, you're not making. Well, you are making something because you're finishing a picture. Exactly, Nat- Natalie's making a picture. They were pretty cool. I was a little bit jealous. Get her a badge. She's in the home time half term crafting club. <laughs> Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Adult colouring in appears to be one of the big ones. <laughs> uh, a gentleman called Cliff has uh, sent in a picture uh, that he's just finished colouring in. What, what's it off? Hmm, where do we start? Uh, orcs. He's got all. Oh, brilliant. But the orcs appear to be in some kind of. Um, Swamp, maybe? Orcs in a swamp. And then rising out of the swamp... Um, Not a big fan of Dungeons and Dragons back in the day, were you? No. Rising out of the swamp is a lady. Ooh. She's wearing a garter. Really? Yep, and some, some boots. It sounds like a bit of medieval blue. <laughs> it's not far off not... with the orcs. Um, <laughs> so thanks, Cliff, for sending that in. <laughs> <laughs> Anything goes on Crafting Club tonight. <laughs> Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. There's a great one here. Um, Simon says, Bush and Richie, I'm painting a rust effect onto a section of crowd fencing for my Subutio stadium. You see, that sounds therapeutic. He's got little lights and everything, and he's got a Subutio football stadium around his record collection. Wow. Living the dream. Uh, We've got Izzy on the line. Izzy, tell everyone what you do and welcome to Crafting Club. I do cross-stitching. Cross-stitch? I don't know what that is. I'm going to be honest with you, bearing in mind I'm doing the quilting podcast, I don't even know what cross-stitching is. What what is that? It's kind of just like um, embroidery, but it's all made out of little crosses, basically. It does what it says on the tin. Is it where you have, Um, like, a a, a wooden hoop and some material stretched across it and then you do your stitch in there? Yes, I use an embroidery hoop. Do you know what? Like, if... I, I reckon our boss must have focus groups and all that kind of thing, and I, I'm wondering what the focus groups here, whether they speculate that there's some kind of Venn diagram of absolute radio listeners and, and cross-stitch. It must be. There, there has to be. has to be, somewhere. How old are you, uh, Izzy? It's a rude question to ask. <laughs> I'm 24. 24, you the see? Youth, the youth are getting involved in cross-stitch. They are. Uh, and what, what kind of things, picture-wise, do you do in your cross-stitch? Well, I've been doing them for the friends and family and stuff, so I've done a pineapple. My friend, he loves pineapple stuff. Yeah, as you do. And it was 
it was my cousin's 21st birthday over the weekend, so I did her three little turtles stacked on top of each other. Oh, she likes turtles, right? Right. I would hope so. Oh, friendly turtles. <laughs> I, I did double check that on email before I started <laughs> yeah. doing it. Izzy, here's, here's a bit of an ask. How oh. about your favourite home time radio presenters? <laughs> Cross-stitching oh. them. Like the very simple Absolute Radio logo. They're just yeah. two, two purple arrows. I can do that. Oh, that would be so good. We'd love that. We would ap- we'd be made up. Yeah. Yes, right. genuinely. I'll do that for you. We don't, we don't need pineapples, we don't need turtles on top of each other, just a couple of purple arrows for Absolute Radio and we would absolutely have... That would be our year made. Yeah, I can do that, definitely. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Anything goes, here's a curious one. Jean says, I'm making some bunny ears this weekend for our confidential waste bin, brackets, Nicola, at work. Yes, the bin has a name and they're putting bunny ears on it. Oh, my. We decorate differently for each season. The guys who empty get upset when she's not dressed. Sure, I thought I'd heard it all in, in the way that this show has gone tonight, and I urge you to download tonight's <laughs> podcast because been, there's been all sorts going on, but that might just be it. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Also, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, uh, something to listen out for, we will retweet this and you want to see the picture of the orcs um, and uh, the lady provocatively rising Whoa. up out of the swamp uh, with her garter. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of, I've just noticed one of the Yorks has got at the top of his head missing. He has, yeah. Oh she's, dear, she's got a fair bit of clothing missing. Mate. She has, isn't she? Yeah. If you want to, if you want to see that image, um, I'm not sure Absolute Radio will retweet it, but we'll do it from our own account. She looks like a naughty evil Lynn from He Man. Remember? Stop it! <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> oh dear. We'll see you tomorrow. 